Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. There's a lot of buzz going around right now about the Atlanta job, but the executives that mm-hmm. are there are trying. And I've heard this, I'm telling you from so many different people that they don't, basically Arthur Blank wants to hire Belichick. And all the front office people in Atlanta don't want to hire Belichick because it's like any big company. Sports franchises are like microcosms of all big companies. The people that run the franchises, they just want to keep their jobs. They're in job preservation mode. So they're like, you know what? Maybe we hire Raheem Morris. It's like, yeah, you hire Raheem Morris. He's young. You'll have your job for five more years. You bring in Belichick. He's going to be, you think Belichick's going to listen to like McVay's kid, whatever that guy's name is, John McVay's son or Fontenot. He's not going to be, he's going to be like, I'm going to do my own thing. Rich McKay, I think is who he's talking about there. In Atlanta, that's Bill Simmons on the Bill Simmons podcast. This is the holdup. This is the holdup for Bill Belichick in Atlanta. And I think as a show, we've been all over this. Bill wants full control with the Falcons. And the reason that the Falcons search is wide open or the report today from the athletics, it's uh, athletic rather, It's quote-unquote lost momentum this past week from Josh Kendall at The Athletic is because I think Arthur Blank is balking at giving Bill Belichick full control of the organization, which, by the way, completely fair. Like, Arthur Blank is right to hesitate at turning over football ops to Bill and saying, oh, sure, bring in Josh McDaniels. Oh, sure, bring in Matt Patricia. Sure, bring in your kids. Bring in your kids' friends, the kids of your friends, lacrosse players, rugby players, players from Navy and Rutgers. Go ahead and do it. And then Bill answers directly to the owner, and he can hide everything else and do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to report to Rich McKay, who then reports to the owner. Bill wants that, and I get why Bill wants that control, and I thought he would value that control. Arthur Blank is hesitating at giving it to him. And I think he's totally right to hesitate. Some 72-year-old coach who hasn't won a playoff game in five years, who hasn't been to the playoffs in three out of the last four years, whose whole staff will be cronies and or children, doesn't draft well, still living in the 80s when it comes to offensive and defensive philosophies. I'm not turning my whole franchise over to him. Good for Arthur Blank. I thought he'd be more desperate, Mego. 
Belichick is a big swing. That's what it comes down to. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but the gamble that you're taking on bringing Belichick in is a huge financial burden. And what is the payoff? If you think that he's going to get you to the Super Bowl, that's a different conversation. Maybe that would be the kind of conversation that a team like Dallas, even though they're out of it, that would be the kind of conversation that they would have. Is Atlanta having that conversation? Or are they having the conversation internally now? Hey, if we're paying this guy $27 million a year and we're handing personnel over to him in a, to a large extent, is this is going to be a two-year project? And what is this actually going to reflect in our organization if it goes well? Like, what is the ceiling for this project going well is it getting to a conference championship is it getting to the super bowl hard to say that when you don't have a quarterback you know like it's it's hard to look at anything besides hey maybe we can get as far as tampa bay got is that worth the price or do you think that you can do that with a young coach who's going to be half the price who you can bring in and then maybe you can hopefully have for somewhere between seven and ten years if you if you like the guy yeah like that that for a team that is in the position that Atlanta is in, it just makes way more sense to go for that second option, especially if you're risk averse and you have people within your organization saying, you know, this is a big swing. And if it doesn't go well, heads are going to roll and people are going to be unhappy here. And it's going to look like a total meltdown. Yeah. So Arthur Blank is hesitating at the idea of removing Rich McKay. And we've mentioned McKay a lot. Uh, We did it, I think, yesterday. I know we did it last week uh, when the Atlanta stuff really picked up. He was on the competition committee. Bill hates the league. Rich McKay worked for the league. He's worked for Arthur Blank for years. He runs the whole sports operation there for Arthur Blank, who has a similar setup to the Crafts. You know, he's got an MLS team and uh, an NFL team, and McKay runs those those day-to-day operations for him. And Bill wants to blow him out, and Arthur Blank is loyal to him and probably doesn't want to remove him. And Rich McKay obviously wants to look out for himself and not lose all of his power, which he would lose. And so he's probably lobbying off to the side. That's the holdup. I still bet Bill gets the job. I still bet Arthur Blank uh, buckles and folds. But I think that's why there's a holdup in Atlanta. I don't think it's because they're like, ooh, let's interview these other coaches. Like Harbaugh was one of the guys on their list. Harbaugh's getting the Chargers job. And so the jobs are going away. And there's a real chance, Mego, that Bill is out of football this year as a head coach. A real chance. Which, again, my ears perked up when Tom Curran started floating TV a few weeks ago. 617-779-7937. Where else could Bill emerge? Now, we mentioned Buffalo yesterday. More smoke around that. We can get to that coming up. We're also going to talk Red Sox in the 4 o'clock hour. Rob Bradford makes his first weekly appearance on Jones and Mego with Ryan Garvin today. Yes. Ooh. That'll be at 4.30 uh, each and every Tuesday, so mark that down. I'll get some Red Sox thoughts with him with all your Patriots thoughts on free agency and the draft. A reminder as well, WEI's coverage of the football postseason brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Uh, Let's get into the idea of Bill and where else he could emerge after we knock out some phone calls. A lot of you waiting patiently, including Riley in the car. Go ahead, Riley. Riley, hello. Um, So I just think... If you look at Drake May, and I know that Mego mentioned, like, oh, he's in the ACC and he struggled against some ACC teams. I think that if you elevate him to the NFL, and although the Patriots are kind of comparable to a high school football level team, (laughs) you give him some real NFL talent anywhere on the team, and I believe that elevates him as opposed to Mac Jones 
where he gets to the Patriots and probably honestly loses some talent in those, you know, skill areas, and then he begins to struggle. So, Riley, I agree with this. And this is, look, I don't love the ACC part of it, but I also know, as much as I like Jaden Daniels, he had Malik Neighbors and another receiver who's going to go in the first round. Malik Neighbors might go in the top five, okay? Uh, Caleb Williams, ridiculous talent around him at USC. You know, not that you're going to see it as high in the draft this year. Last year. Correct. Not this past season. Uh, furthermore, you know, Michael Penix. Look at all the receivers that are going to get drafted for him. You know, Adunzie is going to be another certainly top 10 pick. So I like that Drake May had to figure things out this year on his own, if you will. He lost some weapons. He didn't have Heisman winners at wide receiver and first-round picks at wide receiver. And he still produced. He wasn't perfect. But he had to make plays on his, lo- on his own and learn how to do this. And I do think that's a trait of some quarterbacks. That's why I highlighted Josh Allen and why I highlighted uh, Jordan Love earlier. When they had NFL talent around them, and those guys weren't in the SEC. Allen was at Wyoming. Jordan Love was at Utah State. When they had NFL talent around them, their junior years or at least their next to last year in college, they looked like the next big thing. Then they lost what was around them, and they got exposed a little bit is what the the draft community felt. So if Drake May is dropping, I would love him at three. I'd take Jaden Daniels at three. I like them both. But I would take Drake May first overall, and I think if scouts are starting to do and front offices and GMs are starting to do what Kuyper said today because he threw a few picks at the end of the year and because he didn't have the same level of talent around him his final year, if scouts are starting to do that and he's dropping, I think that's great news for the Pats. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit more – the reasons that I like Drake May there, if you can get him, are just kind of dumb. You know, like, I just kind of want a big quarterback. Go on. When I start hearing about the comparisons to Josh Allen, I ask myself, can I live with somebody who throws a duck? Yes. If then they also make it. You can't live with Josh Allen? I'm trying to tell you my thought process. Okay, but I'm just telling you. I I don't even care about your thought process. My answer is yes. Because they're a big mobile guy who just can run people over. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the kind of quarterback I want to watch. Okay, good. But I'm I'm recognizing that's kind of a dumb reason. Okay, all, all I'm, look. I'm not telling you I wouldn't critique Josh. Josh Allen's a big reason why they lost that game the other day. I heard Kuyper actually yelling at people today on Get Up. He's like, I can't believe the criticism. It's like, stick to the draft, Mel. Like, I don't need your NFL <laughs> takes over here. Josh Allen's a big reason why they lost that game. He fumbled. He couldn't hit open receivers. Like, I'm not telling you Josh Allen's perfect. He hasn't won anything. So I get all that. But at the same time, the Patriots are so far away. Wouldn't it be nice to be in the divisional round of the playoffs and chalking up like winning a game pretty much every year in the postseason and not getting over the hump as an AFC title game. Like wouldn't, wouldn't you like to get back to that? Let's start wouldn't it with be that. nice for the Patriots to be like the yeah. Buffalo Bills. Thank you. No, but it would be, it would be at this point. Yeah. And so I, I would love to be able to critique a quarterback like that and be like, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Do they have the answer? Can they win a title with the, instead of just, can they even get back to the postseason? And do they even have a guy worth watching to your point on Sundays? Phil is in Maine. Go ahead, Phil. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. So when I hear the, our coach saying we're going to burn cash, Drive I, yes. that sounds so desperate to me. And I'm concerned that that's going to come across to some of these, that we're going to make the mistake like we did when we burned cash last time. And if you remember the last time we burned cash, it equivalated to the talent of, you know, your next-door neighbor when he has a bunch of garbage he's burning because the dump won't take it. That's what we got the equivalent to. So burning cash, I don't know if that really sells me, and I worry that some of these free agents that could be coming in 
are guys that have their ears up saying, hey, these guys are dumb enough to sign me. Okay, Phil, so that, that might be it. I, I connected it to 2021 yesterday as well when I heard the comment from Gerard Mayo. I'm like, that was burning cash. And I think a big mistake, if you go back and look at how they approached free agency in 2021, was they didn't prioritize premium positions. You know, they, they spent big on tight end. Uh, edge rusher is a premium position. I guess I shouldn't say it that way. But they went big on tight end. You know, they kind of spread the money out uh, after that in Judon. They went second-tier receiver with Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. And I just, I never felt like that was a great approach. And I wish they prioritized a wide receiver that year in free agency. So I think that was a big part of their issue, was how they spent and who they spent it on. And obviously they need to be better at spending it. I don't think free agents are going to be turned off. His point is they might exploit it and say they know the Patriots are desperate and jack up the price, which I guess I hadn't considered. I guess, but I think if you're trying to look for value in free agency, that's not really the path that I would be going down with the situation you're in anyway. Yeah. You know, if you think that you're going to get the best value out of somebody, sorry, like that train left the station years ago. And they are going to, I I almost guarantee they're going to spend cash even before what Mayo said yesterday because they're going to make it look like Bill was the cheap one. The Crafts are desperate to put all of this on Bill. We're not the ones who didn't want to spend. Look, the second Bill left, we started spending. And I, I think that's how it's going to be framed. Once they go out and splurge in free agency, that's how it's going to be framed. I will put your crinkle in your nose, Ryan. I'll push back on it. Well, I just don't I'll think say, boy, a, that's dumb. That's not a difficult thing. to You You let DeAndre Hopkins walk out the door over $14 million. Okay, so to me, I, I just think that's, that's not, not, not going to be a tough point. That's why I'm crinkling my nose. It's not like, well, yeah, of course. Of course, Bill was cheap. I, I think that's that's what you're going to hear is, oh, well, now that Bill's gone, the crafts are spending, and Bill was the impediment. And I don't buy that for a second. But I, I think that's another reason why they're going to spend, because they want to silence this narrative that they meddle and they're cheap. No, Bill, Bill's not cheap. Riley Reef was a, was a great bargain. That uh, was absolutely the plan. Okay. But he's not cheap. It's Bill's fault they're dead last in the NFL in spending over the last decade? He has absolutely something to do with it. Okay, something to do with it. Who has a bigger uh, responsibility there, Robert or Bill? I'm looking at the general manager. Okay. I would look at ownership. Uh, 617-779-7937. That's Ryan Garvin. Uh, no R can today. He's got all the latest here in trending. When we come back, uh, we mentioned the idea of Bill going somewhere else to a team that currently has a head coach, may move on from their head coach. Uh, could he go to the Buffalo Bills? Uh, a former portly Foot-loving head coach seems to think so. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Watch this be where Belichick ends up. What? And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm Buffalo? saying I've heard yeah, it. I'm, I'm just saying it, and because it's not the first the time game? I've heard it. Uh, no, it's not the first I'm time I've heard it. If you think like ownership, all right? They fired me. I was 500. They fired me because they didn't think we can go any further. Well, if ownership sits back and goes, you know what? This guy's done a great job as a coach, but is he the right guy to get us to the next level? Sean McDermott is infinitely less accomplished in the big picture than Mike McCarthy is. He has a better quarterback than Mike McCarthy has. We have obliterated and fired Mike McCarthy on the show every time they <laughs> underachieve in the playoffs. And we just went through all this litany of how many times they have lost and fallen short. To do oh, that to Robert Kraft? Are you kidding me? For, for, oh, you, for Robert Kraft? No, do that to him! Hell yeah! That's exactly right. I don't know. Is that Orlovsky in the middle there? Yes. To do that to Robert Kraft? Orlovsky was incredulous at this take. Do people think Bill likes Robert Kraft right now? Do people still think that? What are you, nuts? Are you kidding me? Let's, let's yell at Orlovsky about that tomorrow. I didn't realize that. Like, he would do that to Robert Kraft? He just fired him, Dan. It wasn't mutual or amicable. As we tried to tell you for months down the stretch, just like it wasn't with Gerard Mayo, he hated Mayo and vice versa, and people were lining up behind the scenes just like they were with the quarterbacks. We tried to tell you all this last year. Just listen to us. We tried to tell you all this. You think he's not looking to MF Robert Kraft? Of course he is. Of course he is. And if he gets the chance to do it, you better believe he's going to do it. Oh. Jesus, guys. The question is, Dan, is he going to get the chance? And it's Jones and Mego with no Arcand here today. Uh, I keep doing that. We'll get into uh, the Bruins. Nice win for them last night. A, uh, a revenge game against the Winnipeg Jets, another one of the top teams in the league. What do we make of it? Uh, that comes your way. Plus, Rob Bradford will join us at 430. We've been mostly Patriots here over the course of the show. Free agency, where do you want them to burn their cash? That remains our big question of the day. Up now, at Jones and Mego. Uh, is it wide receiver? Is it offensive line? Is it quarterback uh, or is it defense where they better not spend a cent? Uh, you can vote at Jones and Mego. At last check, O-line was leading. Let me just update that for you. O-line still leads. What? Actually, it's uh, it's the, the, the gap is growing. 46% oh wide receiver all the way down at 38%. That was neck and neck just earlier today. burner account. She's voting <laughs> O-line, O-line, O-line. That's just all the people. Is the guy who called yesterday. Did you play? You ever played football? Did you ever strap up a chin yeah, strap? And channeling their inner Mac Jones. Get on the field. My, both my sons played at yeah. UConn. I've been getting oh, those. Sure. Uh, Have you like, played football? No, I haven't. I, I've been getting that on Twitter as well. That's just you know justifying your existence as a high school offensive lineman. I get it. I get it. Uh, so we're getting those. 46% say O-line, 38% say wide receiver. Uh, continue to vote there. Mostly Patriots today, but we'll mix in other stuff. On the idea he can go to Buffalo, uh, Florio continues to float things. He said the other day, per a league source, with knowledge of the situation, multiple teams are quietly considering, which is, you know, wishy-washy, multiple teams are quietly considering a potential run at Belichick. At least one currently has a head coaching vacancy, Atlanta. At least one currently That's does. That's not quiet, though. Well, fair. That's so a good point. So is there another one who's quiet? Uh, fair point. Maybe. So you think there's another team with a, with That's a head coaching vacancy? That's how I would take it. Okay, then maybe I'm reading it wrong. Atlanta's blasting out graphics. Good point, although they backed off, uh, but good point. 
at least one currently has a head coaching vacancy. At least one currently does not. Now, when I read this the other day, I thought maybe we were talking about Philly still. Nick Sirianni, has he already had his press conference today? I think he has. Uh, That's tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Wednesday. You're right. I know. I've thought all day that it's Wednesday. Sorry. Nick, Sir- Nick Sirianni, I, I now think, is going to be back. I didn't think that after the Eagles lost. I think he's going to be back. You don't think they're going to do like a weird handshake, I'm not going to kiss him press conference? I don't think so. Maybe he'll resign as uh, as HC of PHI. I have no idea. But uh, maybe it's maybe it's Tampa. We've heard Tampa for a long time. I could see Todd Bowles getting fired after that weird end-of-game situation. I can definitely see McDermott getting fired after that fake punt. And so that's one thing Florio wrote. What if there's a dark horse like the Giants? I think by now teams that missed the playoffs would have made their move. I think we'd be talking playoff teams, but but it could be a team like the Giants. Maybe. Maybe teams look at it and go, you know what? People aren't lining up for Bill. We should go get Bill. Maybe maybe the Giants would look at that and say, sorry, Brian Dayball, we're going to go get Bill Belichick instead of, you know, cheap knockoff Bill Belichick. Uh, Florio also wrote today, that first report was from yesterday. He said it'd be ludicrous to not at least consider whether one of the various big names on the market, from Belichick to Harbaugh to Vrabel to even Pete Carroll, could get enough out of a team led by Josh Allen to surpass the Chiefs and return to the Super Bowl. His owner, Terry Pagula, who Rex Rex worked for Terry Pagula, right? He worked for the Pagula family when he was there. So I wouldn't dismiss Rex Ryan lining these things up. Just because you don't like his teeth. Yeah, or just, you know. I understand. It's hard to take him seriously. You want to kink shame him or whatever. Uh, or you don't like him because he beat you in an AFC title game. But, like, this actually might be an area where he's plugged in. Uh, is owner Terry Pagula content to be in the mix, or does he want to go all in? He owes it to himself, the team, the city, to at least consider the question, who wouldn't want to coach the Bills? Florio asked rhetorically. And who wouldn't want to embrace the market like Buffalo? Well, that one, <laughs> I could see a lot of people not wanting to do. Belichick would surely... Who wouldn't want to live in this beautiful <laughs> climate? <laughs> Fans lighting themselves on fire and, you know, uh, dousing themselves with blue cheese and wearing Zubas everywhere. Uh, Belichick would surely love to be able to torment the Patriots with a shortlist franchise quarterback who could be tutored by Josh McDaniels and pushed towards the top of the mountain. So Arkans are beating this drum for a while. We've talked on and off about it for weeks and months. I mean, when McDermott's 9-11 reference came out, I'm like, well, that guy, they're leaking that to get that guy fired. Could Bill wind up there? We've been talking about this for a long, long time. Could it actually happen? Could Arthur Blank's hesitation in Atlanta actually align with the Bills going after Bill? Well, the only thing that I would really say, well, two things. I'm still not sure that they'll move on from McDermott because the team seems to like him. You agree they should? I think they should, Yeah. yeah. The other thing is, if they're bringing in Bill Belichick... How much say are they giving him in personnel in a situation where their roster is not in a great place with their cap and with older guys, guys that you uh, on your defense who they don't even know if they're coming back or not yet. Like there's just a lot of little things in flux there. And if Bill is big footing his way in there the way that he seems to want to do with most of these places and he wants say in the personnel with the window that you're in to try to get past Mahomes at some point in the next three to five years, are you giving a couple of those years over right. to Belichick and giving him the personnel power to make those decisions when you've been in the division with him and you've seen what he's done to his own team? Yeah, and they're more desperate, to your point, right? Like Atlanta might look at it and go, we're not winning anything. That The, the Buffalo Bills may look at it, and I would disagree with them. I think they'd be wrong. But The Buff- Buffalo Bills have a bigger risk. They might look at it and say this is what can push us over the top. I don't think Bill's going to put you over the top. <laughs> like I, I don't think that, but maybe they do. 
Uh, what do you guys think? 617-779-7937. Mega has a question for Patriots fans about uh, Bill Belichick in Buffalo, which we can get to in a moment. But I want to go to Dan in Connecticut waiting patiently. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, what's going on, Jones and Manigo? Can you hear me? We got yeah, you. Yeah, what's up? All right. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Just to touch upon you guys talking about who's to blame for not spending. I mean, how's this even a discussion? I mean, dude, look, Belichick kind of belittled every player who wanted more, uh, made them come out of the interview, just feel less of a player, take Edelman, take Brady. He said he couldn't play, take Deion Lewis. Yeah, so, so Dan, here's how you know, Dan, here's how it's a discussion. I don't get why we talk about the Patriots any different than we talk about any other franchise. Uh, who is cheap with the Red Sox? Was it Haim Bloom or was it John Henry? Uh, I don't even want to tell you I'm a Yankee fan, but yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not certain. I mean, is it okay, so you're a Yankee fan. Is it the Steinbrenner family or is it Cashman who's cheaping out with the Yankees? Uh, I got I to gotta say Steinbrenner. Yeah, thank you, of course, because that, that's how we talk about owners with every other team except for some reason Robert Kraft. So, like, that, the owners set the budget. Did Bill do a great job with the budget? No. And did Bill have a proclivity to lowball players? He's right about that. Yeah, I, I think Bill wanted a lot of players to take less because players making more money than him would be problematic for him. Guaranteed money, you have less leverage. He didn't want Brady making more than him. I believe all these things about Bill. So, Bill would nickel and dime some players, definitely. But when it comes to the budget, when it comes to the last decade being 32nd in spending and two times in that decade being 31st and last year being 30th in real cash spending, that's craft. That, I mean, that's what I think. Here's the other thing, and this is just a theory that I have, but I think it's a little bit common sense. We heard Robert Kraft talking about how after the third Super Bowl, he really handed over all the personnel power to Bill Belichick. Isn't part of Bill Belichick, of course, continuing to win, but continuing to keep the price low? Doesn't that also behoove the crafts to continue giving him more and more power? Because yeah, at the bottom that. line, they have an extremely profitable, they, their profits are great. They have strong revenue yeah. and Bill is keeping it low for them. And also Bill is getting to pay himself $25 million. Yeah, right, it's perfect. Like there, there, there is incentive for Bill, I guess, to keep the prices low outside of, I'm just trying to big brain everybody because I got the biggest football brain and I know how much a player is actually worth. Yeah, I, confirm that. Yeah. I think there's part of that. I also think that it, it, it served him to keep the prices low with some guys. Yeah, right. And and he understood what made his boss happy. His boss wanted big profits and he wanted to raise the bottom line. And so Bill knew that. And so Bill did that for him. And yeah, I think that's a big reason why it happened. Uh, 617-779-7937. We'll get back, uh, get back to your phone calls rather. Mego uh, will ask her question about Buffalo. But real quick, little uh, pieces of news here. Number one, on the Bucks firing their head coach, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting as well that Doc Rivers is on a short list to replace Adrian Griffin. I'm not worried about Milwaukee. I wasn't worried about Milwaukee before this, and when I said earlier the Bucks might be a mess, I saw the Twitch chat go, oh, they're the second best team in the East. You don't fire your coach. Is Adrian Griffin in his second year in Milwaukee? You don't fire your It's year one? Yep. Oh, it's just year I'm, one, I, That's what I thought. Wow. Because I remember, I'm like, over the summer, I'm like, if there's a chance that Mike Budenholzer is available, okay. then you go get him and replace Joe Masula. You fire your coach who you just hired. He doesn't even get through year one. Something's going on there. So, like, don't tell me they're not a mess. Now, maybe they can get over it. Maybe they'll figure it out. I'm not afraid of the East. Good luck with Doc Rivers, okay, who stinks again on these broadcasts. That's number one. Uh, item number two, Ryan, I know you like Tom Telesco as a potential GM candidate. I did. Too bad. Jonathan Kraft is your GM, number one. And number two, Tom Telesco sounds like he's going to the Raiders. So hmm. check that name off the list. He'll be working with Antonio Pierce, staying in the AFC West. Mega, what did Bedard report earlier today? 
Uh, just a they're second. They're actually I rotating to cover three. This I thought you can was the bail technique. Yes, thank you, Greg. Uh, this was a bit out of nowhere. Uh, just a couple minutes ago, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal tweeted a Patriots source stresses that Jonathan Kraft has not been involved in the coordinator hiring process. I'm thinking that's offensive coordinator, right? Yep. He's quote, Gerard Mayo is doing that. Okay. So Mayo's in charge of the OC. I I finally am at least intrigued by a name. That's the 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 name out of uh, Cincinnati. Is it Pincher? Dan Pincher? Pitcher. Pitcher. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I just I thought it was Pincher. I don't know why I thought <laughs> that. Henry's like, what's that? <laughs> don't yeah, eat right. one. Freudian slip. Talking about the Red Sox is what I thought. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, pitcher, not Pincher. So it's the first name I'm intrigued by because there's just zero connection here, like none. And so that interests me more so than. Uh, well, Zach Robinson, who I like more than Nick Cayley, who was here for a while, but Gerard Mayo is running it. Fine. I didn't really think Jonathan Kraft. I mean, look, I, I don't know what the limits are of his personnel power. I didn't really think it would be dipping into OC, and that's fine. Gerard Mayo should hire his own coordinator. I'd say this is a good sign on one level. I don't know that it tells you anything about Jonathan Kraft and Robin Glazer and what they're going to be doing with personnel. I didn't really expect him to be picking the OC. I expect him to be involved in free agency, and I expect him to be involved with the third pick. That I expect. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, I thought that that was so out of left field. I was like, not to mix sports, but I was like, I didn't think, I didn't know he had to worry about Jonathan Kraft looking at the coordinator. Well, I no, guess no. that must be something that's no, been trust out me, there. You're going to worry about Kraft with everything, but that that's one thing I, I, I didn't necessarily think it would uh, get all the way down to. But big moves, I think they're going to, uh, to use a word you just used and a, a word current has used about him. Uh, I could see them big footing things when it comes to those picks. What's your question about Bill Belichick and Buffalo? So I was thinking about this. Like, I, I don't think that it's a high likelihood that Bill Belichick would end up in Buffalo. But if he becomes the coach of the Buffalo Bills next season and you have Gerard Mayo as your head coach with Mac Jones as your starting quarterback because you have a rookie quarterback who you're sitting, you're developing a rookie quarterback, and you're a Patriots fan – are you on the Bills bandwagon when the Patriots and the Bills face each other twice next season and it's Bill Belichick and Josh Allen and they're on a revenge tour trying to go straight at Patrick Mahomes, who you also hate mm-hmm. because you don't want the Chiefs to become the next chapter of the Patriots, like the Patriots 2.0. Are you rooting for Bill Belichick? Are you rooting for Bill Belichick on Sundays when they're not playing the Patriots? Are you rooting for Bill Belichick on the games when they are facing the Patriots? I'm just curious because we had several people call us in saying, I would support Bill Belichick. I'm rooting I'm for giving Bill. up my season I'm tickets. Gonna, I'm going to watch the Atlanta games back when we all thought he was definitely going to Atlanta. Now that's lost traction. I'm just curious. Like, could you bring yourself to root for the Buffalo Bills if just, it was your Buffalo Bill? I wanna, yes! I want to underscore one thing you said. Mac Jones is the quarterback? Mac Jones is your quarterback. Then I'm rooting for Bill. If Mac Jones is here as the quarterback, then I'm rooting for Bill uh, because I'm not going to root for the Crafts if they're doing that. If they do what they should do and they draft a quarterback at three and they go out and burn some cash in free agency and they add other offensive skill players in the draft, great. I'll root for them to, to whoop up on Bill Belichick and the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bill, as you said. I will root for that. But if it's Mac, hell no. I will root for Belichick. I'll root for Belichick a thousand percent, just like I rooted for Brady against Mac. So I think I'm just too into vengeance where I look at Bill and, 
a part of me feels bad about how it all ended here. And so if I saw him in Buffalo and he had the chance to face Gerard Mayo, who it sounds like things were pretty awkward at the end of the year because he's the heir apparent and Bill's getting shoved out the door. And he did the whole song and dance and press conference with Robert Kraft. And now he goes to Josh Allen, who he's besmirched in the past, but they're like this, you know, uh, the odd couple together. I don't and like they're you. Fine, you don't like me. But we're going to make this work. And finally, they get through the AFC, like, and they are going back to face the guy who is his taken over for him and Mac Jones. Like, I, I think I would have to. I think I would have to side with Bill. Okay. Again, if it's Mac, I, I'm I'm on team Bill. Uh, who would you root for in that scenario? Could you bring yourself to root for Bill Belichick if he's with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills? 617-779-7937. That's how you weigh in on Jones and Mego. No R can today. Uh, you can also vote in our big Q at two. Big question of the day. How should the Patriots burn cash in free agency? How should they prioritize it? Wide receiver, offensive line, quarterback, or defense? Uh, vote on Twitter. You can dial us up. Again, 617-779-7937. And we'll get to the Bruins, uh, who got another big victory last night. They continue to score goals. They continue to remain at the top of the NHL. Uh, Is it time for Don Sweeney to wake up and start adding to this team? We'll do that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They embarrassed us the last time we were in Winnipeg. That's about as appropriate a punctuation mark. The Bruins have work to do. We have a lot of proud guys that represent the Bruins for a long time in a real good way and I think the opportunity to get back at them was something that was motivating today. Was there anything said in that respect? No, I just think it's something that's again part of the culture here. Bees culture? Yeah, I know. I didn't realize they had culture without their former captain. That's interesting. Oh, come on. Is this where we're going to start? Is this where we're going to start, Jones? Montgomery started it. Uh, (laughs) Good win for the Bruins last night. And I'll tell you, you know, this team, this team is begging for something to be added to at the deadline. What is this song? Elton John, what do you mean, what is this song? What is it? Back again. It sounds too corny for Elton. What? He he wrote Crocodile Rock. Yeah, that song rules. That song blows. What is the song? I'm still standing better than I ever did. You don't know this song? I don't know the song. I don't like it. I'm feeling like a little kid. Yeah, it's in it's insane. That's the only reason. Mego doesn't like it. Sorry, everybody that does. I'm not. not, Thank you. I'm not sure. Thank you for uh, turning it off. Mego loves Crocodile Rock, though. Crocodile Rock is a banger. Like I would say that I like. I'm with with Ryan. Why that that song sucks? Shut you off. Yeah. I twerk to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So that's that's a banger. Do yeah. that again. Do that again. La, 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 la. That song sucks. <laughs> I I like Elton John. That's not a great song. I really like Elton. I'm still standing like a thousand, a thousand times better that than song, Crocodile that Rock. That sounds like it's like. Uh, this is this is supermarket music. Yeah, 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 y
Yeah, this is a hit. I still Come stand. On. Come on now, yeah, hit me with the yeah, croc rock. Yeah. Crocodile rock, rock is like I just think of my yeah. drunk neighbors as a child, just just yeah. ossified, blaring <laughs> crocodile rock. <laughs> that should be the Celtics' new tip-off song. Uh, maybe. Uh, so when it comes to uh, the Bruins, they are begging for an ad. They're begging for an outside edition, and I don't, I don't want to say that Don Sweeney needs to be making moves right this second, but trade deadlines what six weeks away? I just looked it up. March eighth. There's a move that you need to make. You think there's a move they need to make right now? Right what is now. it? Go. Strike. What is it? Because it's a ticking time bomb. DeBrusque. DeBrusque is looking great right now. Sell like high. he is on such a little streak for himself. Sell high. Sell high. You missed the window with your beloved uh, little backup goalie or your rotation or whatever you want to call it with Omark. Now you see that Swayman is on a tear as well. I would move on DeBrusque. Like he he He's putting up points right now. He's only got 25 through 45. He's like 7th or 8th in points on your entire team. You should either move him for a forward who can move on to different lines, different sides, or you go and you get somebody for your defense because Lindholm and McAvoy are playing like record ice time right now. And you don't want to try to sustain that through the rest of the season. Strike while the iron's hot. Because you know with DeBrusque, at some point something's going to turn or... a something's going to go wrong and you're not going to be able to move them. So one more time, you'd prioritize defense or you'd prioritize scoring or what would you prioritize? I think I'd go with defense. Okay. So look, Lindholm has not had a good year. Carlo is always hurt. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, like another head injury for Brandon Carlo, like that's terrifying. And so you just can't rely on him. It's, it sucks. He's a decent player when he's out there, but you can not rely on him. You, you don't know that he's going to be available when it matters. Okay. He hasn't been. Available when it didn't he not even play in a playoff game until like his third year in the NHL because he kept missing time. And so I don't mean to make light of that. I just that that's what it is. That's reality with him. Matt Grizzly, you can't trust in the postseason. So defense makes a lot of sense. Trading DeBrus for another wing, I just don't know how realistic that is. Like if somebody's adding a wing, why are they giving you one? So maybe you could get a center for DeBrusque. I, I would move him. You know me. I would move Linus Olmark. I would move Grizzly. Brandon Carlo, if he can play well for a couple of weeks, I would move him. I think you have pieces off the roster you could move. And again, this team is begging, begging for an addition. And I hope Sweeney does it again. We've talked about this on and off. I hope Sweeney does it again. He's had big deadlines in the past, and he did it last year. And I hope he's not worried about draft picks, or I hope he doesn't look at it and say, well, this isn't really our year. It's the NHL. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. You have no idea if it's your year or not. Like, I don't accept luck as an answer, Tom Warner, but that's a sport where you can get real lucky and you can go a long way on one puck bounce. So don't tell me you sit here and know in January whether or not it's your year. This is the sport where you really truly have no idea. Make some ads. Give yourself a chance. Uh, Like you did last year, it didn't work, but I love the logic last year, and they shouldn't feel burned by that. They shouldn't feel burned by going in on Orlov, going in on Bertuzzi, adding the Garrett Hathaway, Garnett Hathaway, adding these names. They shouldn't be feel burned by that and worried about the draft picks they give up and how they don't have any. Trade more of them. Whatever. You have any draft picks last year? It seems like you still have prospects coming up. I like what I saw out of Lori. Patra has plateaued, but you know, you've had young players come up and contribute. So you've been able to find them. I kind of trust that you can find them, even if they're not superstars. I'd continue to add via the trade deadline because I think their window is open right now, and I think they should leap through it. I don't think they should sit here and wait. So when I say Sweeney needs to wake up, I don't need to trade today. You have until March 8th. That's your deadline. Don't wait that long with DeBrusque. 
fine, capitalize on DeBrus. That's fine. I'm on board with that. But what you need to be doing is you need to be sizing up trades, and they better be making a big move at the deadline. Don't say we can't trade our first-round pick in back-to-back years. Don't don't be that team. Yeah, there's just the situation of the cap that they have to play yeah, they have with. Yeah, they, they, they have to send out cash. It is tough. They have to send it out. Yeah. And so you have to have a player that you actually send out, and it would be nice if they were in a Yeah, how about the backup with, goalie making $5 million? It, was in a, it would be nice if you were in a position where Olmark wasn't coming off of an injury and you could still showcase him as the Vesna, even though if we go back to this time last year or the very end of the regular season last year he didn't command quite the respect among uh the anonymous athletic survey of the league that he commands within that building 617-779-7937 you can jump in on the bees there uh nick is in wilberham go ahead nick hey guys i just want to say that i'm a new listener and i've been uh enjoying the show um, just so about Bill Belichick, you know, potentially going to uh, Buffalo. Um, it doesn't matter who the quarterback in New England is. You know, my my whole time being a fan, um, I've always rooted for the Patriots. Like I never rooted for the Lions when Patricia went to Detroit or the Broncos when you find uh, yourself, McDaniels went over. You find there. yourself pulling for Brady at all when he went to the Bucks? Uh, I did not. Okay, I well, did not. Then you're a better um, person than me, I guess. Loyal to the laundry. No, I mean, it, it was it was good to see him succeed, but uh, you know, I, I'm always going to like the Patriots, and and you know, I, I'm ready to kind of move forward with Ger- Gerard Mayo and just kind of rebuild, um, you know, everything in New England rather than you know, kind of hoping success for okay. for another team, especially in the division. Okay, Nick, and I get that, and I appreciate the kind words about the show. If it's Mac, I'm sorry, I will root for Bill, and I I, I don't think Bill is going to put Buffalo over the hump. Like, if I'm a Patriots fan, I'm not shaking in my boots with Bill going to Buffalo or Atlanta or anywhere. Put put Belichick on the Cowboys. I said I wouldn't fear him because I think he's done. But I would pull for him. If it, if I still have to watch Mac on Sundays and they're picking three and they don't take a quarterback, then, yeah, I, I will start rooting for the Buffalo yeah, Bills. And, and rooting, Hi, Mac. And start rooting for Bill Belichick. I if will. If you're a casual and it's Mac and Joe Alt out there. Hey, are you telling me that it would suck so bad if that that's the you're going to you're going to be watching more Patriots? Maybe rooting isn't the right term, although I think some people would secretly root for Bill. You're telling me that you would watch more Patriots games than Bills games with Bill coaching over there? I don't think so. I think you would find yourself just out of curiosity tuning into more Bills games. Yeah, because the team's interesting. Yes. Buffalo's interesting, unlike your team, if you run it back with the same situation. 617-779-7937. More of your phone calls coming up. You can jump in on the bees. We talked Celtics earlier. Uh, all your Patriots phone calls as well. Uh, our big question of the day, how do they burn their cash in free agency? Uh, it's Rob Mayo's word. Uh, Mel Kuyper's uh, mock draft will continue to react to that along with where Bill is going and what the holdup is. We haven't talked a lot of Red Sox yet. Let's get into uh, your Boston Red Sox. What would a successful year look like for the Red Sox? You know, a competitive season, a playoff season. Don't even talk about winning around in the postseason because they're not going to do that. What would a successful year for the Red Sox look like? Uh, we'll get to that. And we have Rob Bradford of WEI standing by about a half an hour from now at 430. We'll talk to him then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.